Welcome back to Pet Sitter Confessional. Today, we're brought to you by Time to Pet and Pet Perennials. What does it mean to serve others well? And can you do that while also living the life that you want to lead? Do you have to sacrifice something to get there? The answer, obviously, I think you know. Today, we're super excited to have Madeline, owner of Happy Bark and Tales, back on the show. She joins us today to talk about how she is crafting a business to match a lifestyle that she and her husband want to lead as they enjoy a love of traveling together. She shares how she is focusing on servicing her clients in new and exciting ways and how that drives everything that her company does. She walks us through how this has completely changed her hiring process and why it is so critical to be clear and upfront with your clients. Let's get started. So I'm Madeline. I am the owner of, um, with my husband, with uh, Happy Bargain Tales. We are a pet care service. We mainly focus on wedding services now. Um, we do boarding, dog walking, pet sitting, or if anything dog related, we kind of sort of cover. So yeah, and we're in New Jersey. We travel. Now we're traveling all over the East Coast, which I'm sure you'll ask me later on. So I'll definitely touch base on that. Um, so yeah, we're all about the dogs here. And the cats. <laughs> Let's not forget. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's been it's been it's been two years. So what what's been some of the what have you what how has business been um, since we last spoke? So business has been a transition for sure. Um, as you can see now, our business is more catering to the wedding services. Um, this has that has been the wedding services has been a long thing in the planning already. Um, something that we wanted to fully commit to um, and. Then we did our website rebrand, which that's when I took the opportunity to kind of do and kind of put a, put ourselves out there into what we do for the wedding services. So, um, so yeah, it's been a big, it's been planning for that. It hasn't been like something we just jumped into. Um, we wanted to make sure that there was a market for it and that we were ready to take on that, that challenge. Now, how, how did you start understanding if there was a market for that? Because I know many people get that. I, I think about this of going, hey, I'd like to offer this. But uh, it's hard to prove a demand when you're not sure where to start or how to get connected with those clients. For sure. So that's one thing that we actually kept on getting inquiries about that. We kept on getting people asking us, hey, do you guys do this? Do you guys do that? And before, it was more like, oh my God, I don't know. Like do I, can I do that? How do I do that? So my thing, I'm a very creative person. Um, I like to do things like I like to do things that are already being done, but put my own sauce into it. So what I did, I have, I have photographer friends, people that photo like do weddings and stuff. So I kind of just saw what they did, what they were doing, how, so kind of looking at them and what they were doing and asking them, hey, do you think your client would like to include their dog in the wedding? And they're like, oh my God, yes. They've been asking me, like, do I know somebody? And I was like, okay, okay, that's a good thing. So from there, <laughs> like little, like things in my brain were kind of just going. And I love events. I love like being, I love being behind the scenes. I hate being in the spotlight. Like that for me, it's, I cannot, I, I do better behind the scenes. I like to do planning. I like to, I guess I like to set up people to be in the limelight and kind of me being in the background and helping them achieve that goal. So that's why uh, I feel like it works out perfectly because I don't want to be the main, the main source of like, Hey, I'm here. So when the dogs get to the wedding, it's like everybody's so, everyone's so excited. 
to get see them there. So it makes me so happy because I'm like, wow, people are just so happy to see the dogs win the grooming bride. <laughs> it's hilarious, but yeah. 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 Well, and it, so it sounds like you did, you just started asking questions and talking to people yeah. who were kind of in that, in that area or in the vicinity of the, the kind of services that you were interested to see, Hey, do you get these kind of questions? Do you people request this? Uh, we've, we get connected with a few people who do in our business who do, uh, host events and they own big venues. And that's always my first question. People ever ask you if you, if they can bring their dog and you'll see that look on their face where they go, yeah, actually, they do. They ask, they ask us that a lot. <laughs> yes, that's one thing I always tell people. Like, I have people asking me, you know, the business, how do you start? What do you do? And my thing is always, you know, ask questions, be curious. You have to be curious because that's how I think any business, any startup, usually, I like to listen to like podcasts about building businesses. And I put my, myself into like those people's shoes and I'm like, okay, so dog walking, what do I do? Or this, how can I innovate? How can I implement that? So it's about asking the questions and you'll get answers. You, you'll find somebody that will tell you something. And from there on, you'll start building this like foundation on what you're doing. Yeah. Now you mentioned that you did a rebrand and that was one of the first things that I noticed after looking at a lot of your social media and your website. I would say it's pretty, it's actually quite different than the branding that you had before. So talk to us about that transition and kind of what each brand meant at that time. So this rebrand that we did, we did it with a couple of designers. They are um, two designers from Chicago and it was a, it was an investment for sure. The website, the whole, everything, copywriting, everything was a huge investment, but it's something that we've been getting ready for because when we started the business, I started with, so let me backtrack. When I hear people say, I, I want to have a website for my dog walking or pet sitting business. And they're like, yeah, and it's going to be $2,000. And in my mind, I'm like, you don't need that. I started with a $200 website. That was it. I literally, I was going to school and I was working at Chili's as a server and a colleague of mine at Chili's, she's like, I know a friend of mine that he's a coder, so he can do a, web a website. And I was like, oh my God, can he do it for like 200? And she's like, I'll ask and see what happens. And he <laughs> did. And that $200 website was good for us for like three years. Yeah. And we literally built the business from that $200 website. So for us, it was like a stepping stone. So it was like starting literally from like the bottom down and just kind of just building. So proving a concept for me, that's, that's the biggest thing that I like to think about is proving a concept. So whenever I invest money in the business, I need to know that that's going to pay off, that there's a purpose for it. There's a reasoning behind it. It's like, you don't want to build a $3,000 website and not have any clients. So <laughs> you need to make sure that you have income already generating from the business that you for the services that you're already telling people you're going to offer. And people need to feel confident in the services that you're offering because that's how you know you're going to get clients and they'll talk about you and they'll keep spreading the word. So meaning you'll be able to grow. And that's how, that's how we thought about it. So everything that we've done from years ago to now has been leading to this moment. So we were so excited about this whole rebrand because everything changed. I mean, everything from like, as you can see, you, you saw the last one and now everything is different and we're targeting, our target market has definitely changed. Um, so it definitely made a big, a big impact in our business. And it definitely shows on what we are offering now clearly 
Um, and we're just so happy with everything, how it came out. Yeah. Well, and specifically, I was looking at the your about page and the photos that you've selected of 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 you and those in your company. They don't really they don't evoke dog walker pet sitter. Like it, it has a much different feel for it. So how did how did you decide on on the look that those would have? Yeah. So like I said before, I'm very creative. I like to. I, I go to sleep thinking about business. I go to sleep thinking about ideas. My husband tells me, he's like, you need to just like turn it off. And I'm like, I can't. I just really can't. I am passionate about this. I love what I do. And I went to school for business. So for me, I try to implement that into, into what we do and excel into this. So that's one thing for our pictures. I wanted to do more like a lifestyle pictures. So my friend, she's a photographer, Andrea. She's an amazing photographer here in New Jersey. She's a wedding photographer. And I told her, I was like, hey, do you guys, do you mind if we go to a city to do a photo shoot for us? And she's like, yeah. She's like, bring one of the dogs if you want and include them. I was going to bring all three of my dogs. And I'm like, okay, that's too much now. We'll do one for now. <laughs> Tone it down. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So every time I have the website up and other my other dogs are in the room and I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, you're not in it. Only one of them is there. Don't look. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, I wanted to do more like a lifestyle pictures that shows more of us as human beings and our just pretty much ourselves. Um, I mean, we love dogs. We love what we do. But at the end of the day, we're also human beings that we are, we're, we're passionate about what we do. And we, we also have lives and personal lives. Everything tends to work together. Um, but yeah, lifestyle pictures for me, I, I really enjoy that. I think it was a really cool thing. It, it is. It really evokes a very personal feeling. Very it's, that lifestyle. It also because of of how it's shot and how they're staged. It does evoke a very high end feeling. Just me personally looking at these, going, yeah. okay, this is something different. There's 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 something else behind this. And I guess do, do you feel like that is part of what you were talking about earlier of getting connected to a different target audience as, as you've been leaning into the, the wedding? Absolutely. So I think that in order to attract the clientele that you want, you have to play that part. And you also not only play the part, but you also have to show it. You also have to be it, embody it. You have to, even the way you send emails, even the way you communicate, even the way you message, you talk to people, it, it, it shows that. It shows that you are that that vendor for them to select, you know? Um, so yeah, I wanted that to, to have that feel like airy and like fun, but yet sophisticated. And also just like, Easy, easy going. Like we're easy going. Like I think I have a picture there with jeans and it's like, you know, I wear jeans. I don't only wear black slacks or whatever. Um, so I wanted it to be a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Having that mixture and getting those people who are going to see that and connect with them. And I think that helps having those photos taken by a wedding photographer, I'm sure was also able to help see like, okay, this is how we're going to stage these. This is going to help connect with some of those clients that you're after. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, and so you did make a big shift into weddings, and you yes. said it's kind of been something that you've been pushing to and thinking about. Because last we spoke, you were doing a lot of dog walks, you were doing some adventure things and scouting out. And so, what was that like? Is now going okay, leaning more and more into weddings? Was it a was it a plan? Like this is our five year plan, or was it a hey, this is actually something that's going to work better for us and how we want to operate? Absolutely. So. Honestly, this tends to this ties in with our lifestyle, right? Okay. Um, so it tends in with us being uh, 
adventurous in our own lives, my husband and I. We don't have kids. We only have we only have three dogs. There's <laughs> having three kids, a full house, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it ties into our lives. I mean, uh, I'll tell you a little bit of what we what we do on the side. So we are building. We have a Mercedes Sprinter van that we bought in 2021, and we're converting it into a travel home. So, yes. <laughs> so we want to travel around the country. Uh, we want to, and we want to tie that into our business, um, which we already we're so excited because we already booked like a few weddings out of state. So it's amazing because we get to travel and also work and do something that we're passionate about. So we're in the middle of like building our van now, which is like another job because it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Shout out to my husband because he is the builder, the brain, everything. I'm just the one that sits down. I'm like, hey, we should do this. And he's like, um, how are you going to do it? And I'm like, I don't know. Can you do it? That's, that's on you, but I'm not. Anyway, yeah. bye. <laughs> exactly. So he's the one that's like doing the hard work. I mean, this guy, he built the electrical system in our van and now we're self-sustained. So we can go anywhere and we have electricity. We don't wow. have to hook up to anything. So he did all that hard work. So we're along the way going there. But um, yeah, the wedding service ties into this lifestyle that we that we that we have and that we want to have, which is like we love to travel and explore. And one of the main reasons we we purchase our van is because we want to be able to travel and bring our dogs with us and not leave them behind. I hate leaving my dogs. I it's a and I know they'll be well taken care of. You know, my mom come over, take care of them, stay in my house and it's just a feeling of like, I know they're very social. They love to go out and we wanted to make that happen. And then as we were doing that, we purchased the van and, you know, we were in the midst of the wedding planning and how can we target our, how can we like market our services and what can we do? We're like, we can just tie this in together and do it as a travel thing where we can travel personally, but also be able to work and be able to help people and couples that are, that are wanting to include their dog elsewhere as well. Yeah, that's really to be able to have a, a business that helps you live the lifestyle that you want to live. I think that's a goal that we yeah. all have and feel like sometimes we can get stuck in the business because that's what we quote unquote have to do. I have to be doing these things while I have these other dreams and aspirations. But really stepping back and going, okay, now how how can I actually make this work for me? And so you you decided that wedding services was a great way to help get you not just out of the business, but now doing the business while you travel and finding those clients. So, so you're having when when you're traveling and doing that stuff, or, or you know when you plan to do that, you've got staff and other people that are going to be doing the rest of the visits and, and dog walks while it, in your current service area. Yep, a hundred percent. So that's one thing that with weddings, it's a really different industry than anything I've ever seen. I mean, personally, my husband and I we had a small wedding. And it was literally just like one, two, three, we got married because we were so busy with the business, but we couldn't have a huge event. But now being like fully involved in this business now, people are planning a year in advance, two years in advance. So I'm planning my life around this. So it kind of, it kind of sort of helps because we can now plan. So let's say if we have a wedding, I think we have a wedding next year in Florida. So we go to Florida, we plan that around, we go see family when then we also go into work. So we try to make it like a little rat, like a little trip and also so get to live the life that we want to live, but also work because as you know, doing this business, you can get in the, you can get tied in into the, you know, the role, the rollover of like, you know, 
work. You got to be here because you're busy and your schedule. And that can get really overwhelming very quickly. And I feel like that happened to us at the beginning of the business, which is like, oh, we're working so much and our schedules were crazy and the holidays were there. We were fully booked. And we did that for a few years, but I think I kind of was going through like a little burnt down towards like year four of the business because it's like it can get really, really overwhelming. And I'm sure people can relate that do this business. You can get super overworked and you want to be the best service provider as possible. But you know, you also need to take care of yourself and be able to stay sane because if you're not taking care of you, um, you won't be able to perform how you want to. You won't be able to feel as great and just have energy to even keep growing your business. So it's really important to stay and do something that you're passionate about, but also make time for your personal life as well. Yeah. And knowing that those can happen simultaneously. We, we don't have exactly. to have a big, hard barrier between work and my life. And it's like that, that work-life balance, well, it's never really a true thing, right? You, you're investing in one, I mean, you can't invest in the other. So what we need to do is yes. we just need to set our priorities right and make sure we have those set so we know how we're moving forward. And and you making this transition into focusing more on the weddings, did you have to start telling the dog walking, the the overnight care, those people, did you have to start declining those services so that you could focus on the wedding? Or how have you managed communicating this shift in the business to your clients? So we did communicate after the rebrand happened. We did send a message out to everyone. And we had people... Um, all of our clients were just super excited for us. They were just so happy. I mean, we've had our clients for years now. So they know like what we're doing and how far we've come. And, you know, I'm so grateful for all of our clients that we have because they have been super understanding whether that is, you know, if you got to take a trip somewhere and we let them know. Uh, but we definitely communicated that with them. And um, just kind of, I did have to decline certain like new, new clients that were trying to onboard with us. Uh, but you have to make sacrifices, you know, you have to make sacrifices and kind of say no to certain opportunities to say yes to other things. And for me, it's like, I have a clear vision of where I want to be. I want to take our business to. So it, it, it kind of feels like common sense for me to do um, because I know where I want to go. And I am so passionate and driven. I'm just insane when it comes to my business because I'm just so, I'm so happy about what I do. So, and like, I know that what we do makes a difference. So for me, being organized helps out a lot because I know we can take on, I know we shouldn't take on. And I know that, you know, there are certain things that, you know, I want to do, but I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't because that's going to like hold me back from doing these other things. Have you heard of Time to Pet? Chrisanne from Raining Cats and Dogs has this to say. Time to Pet has honestly revolutionized how we do business. My sitters can work much more independently because they have ongoing access to customer and pet information without relying on me. I save hours upon hours of administrative time on billing, processing payments, and generating paychecks. If you're looking for new pet sitting software, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confessional. And so when you've made this transition, you're talking to a slightly different audience now. How are you finding the wedding clients? And I'm also interested, you know, so you've got your local wedding clients that you're serving. How are you finding the out-of-state clients and how do you anticipate to be marketing so that you can travel and be out doing that in your Sprinter van, which just sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So one thing that I've learned is that I try to learn so many things. I try to just be well-rounded. 
into not just business and dogs and clients and all that, but also into like, let's say marketing, learn a little bit about SEO, how your website's performing, how, what are the keywords that are happening there? I mean, these are things that, you know, you can hire people to do for you. And I've done that before. I've hired people to kind of go over my website and uh, see what's performing, what page is doing well, what are people searching for? So that's one thing that I was really big on. So making my website very SEO friendly. So pretty much just the search optimization. So kind of how your website's performing and having those keywords that people are searching for on Google. So that's one thing that a lot of people don't know. I mean, I'm sure in today's age, people might know a little bit. They've heard of it. But uh, that's one thing that was really huge on. It was like our SEO of our website. So making sure that we have those key places that we're targeting. So we go to Chicago. We love Chicago. So we have a wedding there um, sometime in this year. And that's how they found us. They found us on Google because mm. our website is ranking, meaning that people are looking for these services and we pop up. And while there might be probably people that are in Chicago that are offering the service, they probably go through our Instagram and they see what we do and how we can how we differentiate our, our services from other people. So definitely SEO for me has been like the key thing for the website to actually have like those clients find us. And I'm sure, have, do you do you go to things like um, you know, wedding venues or wedding, um, I can't even think of the word, but like to, for vendors where you can go and wedding expos, those kind of things. Are you finding any luck visiting those or or how are you interacting with that kind that side of that community? So I've never done the wedding expo. I've seen it. Um, I'm interested in actually finding like conferences and stuff like that to let the wedding photographers and planners go to just to kind of expose myself there and kind of yeah. learn a little bit more about the industry. I love learning about things that I don't know and like just expanding more of my knowledge. Just it's like I'm a sponge. I just want to absorb all the knowledge that I possibly can. So I haven't done that. I've actually just, I mean, people have found us through like Instagram. Um, word of mouth is huge. I mean, I've had people that they're like, Oh, our friend, you did our friend's wedding and we saw their pictures and Oh my God, I wonder, can you help us out? So a lot of that happens where people are finding us through those people, the clients that we served before. And you mentioned that your services are a little, are a little different. Um, how do you find it is, you know, what, what do those services include uh, for whenever they sign on for you? And how do you communicate to them? Because I, I know, I guess what I'm thinking of is I, I know kind of an onboarding process for a dog walking client, kind of what that looks like. How do you take somebody who's interested in your services as a wedding pet attendant and turn them into a booked client? Absolutely. So like I said before, I have a I have a different software for, for our wedding services, which I'm actually kind of using for our dog walking services because it works amazing. I love it. Um, it's called HoneyBooks. HoneyBooks is an amazing, amazing client management um, software. Um, it is. Uh, it makes the from I, from them scheduling a call with you to um, you having a call with them and then following up. You can automate your services. You can automate your responses. So let's say you have a call with somebody today and you have an automation to two days later, autom- automatically a message gets sent to them saying hi. Um, you know, just like a follow up to a call. And just go over that. So it makes your life a lot easier. Um, so that helps out a lot to kind of keep everything organized. And people want to see that you're organized. They want to work with somebody that has their thing, you know, just ready and they know what they're doing. 
and not just saying, hi, I'm here to take your dog to your wedding and just show up that we try to keep everything like a, like a steps, so one, two, three steps. Do you feel like that's because that's what's expected to be part uh, from wedding vendors uh, as far as that's just kind of how that world operates of having very clear boom, boom timelines, uh, you know, set expectations. And it's very apparent uh, when they're, when they're planning that. I th- yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, that's, that's one of the thing. People that are planning weddings, they're signing contracts, you know, a year in advance, two years in advance. So I definitely make sure that we are up to par with that as well. So not just like another vendor of, you know, pet sitting where I've had people book their services for wedding attendance. And they're like, oh, my dog walker pet sitter fell through. They just said they couldn't do it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's see if we have availability. And if so, uh, this is the contract for the services for the date for your date. So kind of just having like that expectation to, you know, have them sign the contract and have everything just set in place and set in stone so they can feel at ease that you're going to be like a photographer where you're going to be there when you said you're going to be there. Cause there's a lot of tension there. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of expectations. There's a lot of uh, feelings going on in a lot of weddings. 100%. 1000%. I definitely feel that we by far out of all the vendors and weddings, I love, 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 love what we do because our job is very, not simple. It's not, it's, it's, it's very clear as to what yeah. we do. So it's not something that we are, oh yeah, you know, like a, let's say like a, like a makeup artist or the planner. Our job is more dealing with the dog and we deal with the parents prior to the wedding. So when we get there, we are just with the dog. So we have the best side, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have, do you offer different packages uh, and what's all included once they book? Yeah. So we have different packages. Everything, it all depends on timing. So how long do they want the dogs there for? Like how, you know, if, is it going to be just for pictures or do they want them to walk down the aisle? Um, some pe- We've done weddings where the dogs are there for the reception hour. So they're, they're mingling with everyone, um, which is pretty awesome. The dog is usually like the highlight of the, the reception. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it all depends on what, the, what they're looking for. So we have, let's say two hours, six hours, then we have 12 hours, 24 hours. So it all depends on what people need for sure. So is that, would that include uh, if they are flying in to a location, would you take their dog and care for them in preparation for the, the, the wedding in that event? Yeah, for sure. So d- depending on the package they choose, uh, let's say if, if they're doing just a two hour, which means that it would just be us bringing the dog to the, to the service and having them for pictures, that's ideally what the two hour would include. Um, then they also have options where like, let's say if it's a longer period of time where they will have us pick up the dog from, let's say the airport or they're going to the hotel, their hotel. So we'll do that and just kind of accommodate to that, that itinerary. So every package includes like a certain amount of mileage that from the venue to, um, from to and from location. So if they, if the venue is further out, they can pay for an additional fee for that, for the mileage. Um, so the packages tend to be really accommodating for just like certain scenarios. Um, and it works out really good because it helps us keep organized of like that day, that itinerary that we're doing for them. 
And I think that's what that really centralizes around there is a lot of how just executed and planned the the weddings are, right? They really are. They're playing down to the minute in a lot of cases with timing of things and here's coming and going and cars and moving around. And now we're going. So making sure that you have that lined up and knowing how you fit in. So you said yes. you interact, you interact with a lot with the, with the, um, with the owners beforehand. Who, who are you interacting with the day of uh, and, and how do you stay coordinated with everything else? Yeah. So usually the day of, I, I have a, I have questionnaires sent to the parents prior to the wedding, just letting me know exactly what their itinerary is looking like. Because I don't want to get there and not know what I'm doing. I don't want to get there and be like, hi, I'm here. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so I like to really be organized in that aspect and to like uh, just getting there and knowing, okay, my photos start at this time. Um, so the dog has to be here at this time. So on my end, I end up building that, that itinerary for the dog according to the questions they answered. So we're interacting with the wedding planner, um, photographers, so and also like the guests, they want to say hi to a dog. So just making sure that we're covering like that itinerary, making sure we're, we have the dog where they need to be. And making sure you hit those points because again, you don't want to you don't want to miss those. Don't want to be wondering where the where the, where the no, dog is. No, not at all. In the wedding, it's like you get a one shot thing, a one shot, and you have to make sure you're, you're performing and you're doing everything which is the reason why i'm so like organized when it comes to this because i don't want to get there and miss something that you can't do over if you cannot it's just and to a lot of people that's a lot of pressure and it is a lot of pressure it's not easy at all so people that want to like do this they need to be really organized people it can't just be somebody that wakes up one wakes up one morning with a headache and say, Oh, I can't go to work. No, I'm sorry. You have to take three Tylenols and get up and go. <laughs> go get <laughs> go. <laughs> so so are you are you also including photos and updates about their time with you? Uh and are you because when, when I think of photos in a wedding, I think of really high end photos, so my iPhone's probably not gonna cut it. Are you are you using something different to capture these photos that that day? Yes. So that's actually one of the main aspect of our services, what makes us different from everyone. Mm. I am an amateur, completely amateur with a big capital A photographer. <laughs> <laughs> I do pictures. I love, I've always loved photography. I just, um, I just did it on the side as a side thing for me, just a fun. So that's one thing that we do. We try to capture the dog's um, point of view is on our Instagram. So pretty much we capture your dog's point of view from their perspective. And yeah, the clients get a gallery of their dog, uh, their the wedding day, and uh, we make that very clear uh, upon like the first meeting, just so the photographer knows that we are bringing our cameras and we are doing. So we're not trying to just show up and like get the attention of the photographer. So we're just there for the dog. We always tell people the same thing: we're here for the dog. We're not here for anything else. So yeah, we try to capture like. The, the view of how the dog sees the day. There's so much tied into this kind of service. I mean, you're a photographer. You're the you're the the dog walker. You're the pet sitter. You're you know you're managing a lot of chaos. How on earth do you go about even like pricing this kind of service? Like, are you pricing just for trying to do it for time or for whatever services that what they're asking for the most? Or or where, where did you start processing that? So I feel like. When we first started, I just wanted to price everything according to market. So according to what people were doing before. So what are people charging in this in this state or in here or in New York and whatever whatever state it is 
and just kind of seeing what they were doing and what they were offering. Um, so pretty much going from there, I'm a really big believer in pricing according to what you can offer. I, I, ne- I would never want to price something. Oh yeah. I'm going to charge a thousand dollars for this and just offer a service worth like $10. That's for me, it's always been like finding worth into what you, what you, what you do. So mm. people need to see value into what you do. And not everyone that inquires with us signs on, you know, the, I have plenty of inquiries. They get the pricing cheap and they're like, no, sorry, it's either too expensive outside of our budget. And you have to respect that, you know, not everyone's going to be uh, a client, a signed client, and that's fine. It is. And being okay with that because it really does, it can be hurtful sometimes because... Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> well, especially whenever we feel like what we're offering is super high quality, super high value. There's a lot of worth there. And somebody looks at that price sheet and goes, nah, never mind, and walks away. And you're left there going, but ah, that was... Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, 100%. That's one thing that this uh, last year, I think it was, and I told my husband, I was like, I'm, I'm really struggling with rejection. I'm struggling with being okay with that. Because I mean, I faced rejections before and I feel like that is, as a human being, you are naturally, uh, you get hurt and you, and it's a hurt of like, okay, but I do the best and I, I offer this and look at my reviews and people love what we do. And it's not, the thing to learn about this is that it's not personal. It's not personal at all. It's just that people have a budget and that's it. They have a budget and you don't fit it and you don't fit into them. They're not taking into account what you do and they're not demeaning your work. They're just saying, you know, I'm sorry. I think what you do is great, but you just don't fit my budget. And I try to teach myself and talk myself over it when that happens because it happens all the time. And, and that's one thing that, you know, now with social media, you know, people post like this beautiful and like, uh, just like the finished product type of thing, but nobody talks about like the 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 sucky part of like let's say an example. I had two reviews, positive reviews come in for weddings, and I was there was this inquiry I was really excited about, and I got the email and it said sorry, uh, can't we're gonna go with somebody else, and I I saw the two reviews, positive reviews, amazing, and I saw that, and I'm like okay, I have two choices. Am I gonna look at the <laughs> I'm going to look at the two reviews, be happy, grateful, joyful. And or I'm going to look at this negative thing that I'm choosing to see as negative. And I try to tell myself, like, when that's happening, it's like, hey, wake up. You're fine. Get up. Keep going. This is just part of the journey. It's part of it. It is. And that's that's because that's our that's our basal brain. That's our that's our yes. our our, ba- our basic brain trying to preserve us. That is trying to do a life preserving move of this is a bad feeling, bad emotion, never experience yeah. this again. So we're gonna run away and we're gonna focus on this so that we know what to avoid. And then the the, the, the frontal part of our brain kicks in and starts trying to regulate that a little bit and go, now now, wait a minute. Let's try and relegate and look at this and and choose. And then it's a really great word there is to choose one of these two things and figure out which one's going to be best for me in the long run, which is actually going to be more healthy. 100%. I mean, like they say, your brain tries to keep you doing the things that you do normally every day because it's trying to protect you. So that's why whenever we do something new, we're so scared because it's new. So your brain's like, no, do not do that. Do not send that email. Do not start that business (laughs) because it's new. So it's keeping you in this box of like, 
just like the same things you do. And, and for me, it's like a recurring thing of doing new things. Yeah. And before I had a, I had a, 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 a mentor, a business mentor a, a long time ago. And he told me, he's like, if you're, if you're experiencing that where you're scared to do things, you have to do those hard things every day. Try to do at least one hard thing every day. For me, it used to be like a hard email to send. Uh, something where I would look at the email and I'm like, I know I have to answer it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna just procrastinate for right now and not answer it <laughs> and just wait. I feel, I feel so called out right now, Madeline. <laughs> I feel like attack. Yes. I'm gonna close my email client. Hold on. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is me. Um, and I still do that to this day. Now it's just that I, in, in my head, I'm like, okay, so if I don't answer that email, who's going to? Mm -hmm. My husband's like, well, that's on you. So I have to be able to kind of just like, okay, put your big, big girl pants on and do what you have to do. And once I do it, I feel normal. I feel great. And I'm like, okay, you did what you were supposed to do. (laughs) Now, when I think of weddings, I I know that they're not all just like monolithic services. There's so many niches within wedding, the wedding industry and services and, and how they're conducted and everything. How how do you find connecting with those different niches or do you have a particular kind of wedding client that you really want to go after? So honestly, every wedding we've done has been so different. Um, I feel like every, there's like micro weddings, like these small, beautiful weddings outdoors, which are beautiful. I love there are weddings where more high end, where we're going to New York with like a five star hotel, and we're going there, and so everything everything changes, everything is different. So there are so many different like aspects to it. I feel like it's just about we have to. We're in an industry where change is happening all the time, and you have to be able to keep up and kind of like adjust according to that. Yeah. So how do you go through that refining process, Madeline? Because thinking back about our previous conversation and watching how your services have changed and what you've offered and how you've offered them, it just seems to be this continual process of chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, trying to find something that's going to work best for you. How do you go about that process in a a good way and and, and not be afraid to swing that hammer and hit that chisel on that marble that you're chipping away at? Because, you know, for me, it's like, oh, I don't want to go too deep. I don't want to take off too much. I don't know what's under. Maybe I'll just not not chisel and I'll be fine with how it is right now. Yeah. So honestly, I feel like I, like I told you before, I I burned myself out at the beginning of Mm. the business, like year three and four. So now I know my limits. I know what I can do, what I cannot do. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, oh, yeah, everything's perfect. No, there, there's like, let's say wedding peak season when it's like March, May, October through November. I know I'm going to be busy. I know this, this past year, I had a wedding in Long Island in New York. And um, that was like almost an all day thing. And the night before, I was up to like 2 a.m. editing photos that I was going to send out. And then I had to wake up again at 6 a.m. to go to the wedding. So those are times you have to make a compromise with yourself. Like, am I going to be okay doing this? I know I am because I've done it before. And I'm just like, I'm up for it. I'm just like, oh, my coffee, um, <laughs> I'll be fine. But, but yeah, definitely, I think I burned myself out earlier throughout the business. So kind of have an idea of like, how I'm going to go about it, how I'm going to, how I'm going to continue on, what can I do to not 
like to not burn myself out again. And yeah. Yeah, it's that maturing process. It's actually a lot of personal discovery of ourselves of why yes. do I offer why do I offer different services today than I did 10 years ago? Well, cuz I'm a different person, right? I we 100%. my I just like my business exists for a lot of different reasons, for a different purpose now than it did before. I have different goals and objectives for not just me, but now our family. And how am I going to make that work? And how do I view my business as making sure my business is now in alignment with how who, with who I've become and recognizing that that's, that's a natural process and that's okay? Yeah, 100%. It's about to, you know, just making sure that you are being honest with yourself and what you're doing. And that is fulfilling you because if you're not fulfilled in anything that you're doing, whether it's your, you know, you go to work and you come back home, you're going to hate your life. Honestly, you're going to be miserable because you're doing something you're not passionate about. And then you're coming back home and you just feel the same way. And it's a recurring thing where it's like a, like a cycle. You just keep going and going. And then you also, if you're running a business, you know, you have to make sure you're doing that. But you're also keeping up with like trends and keeping up with how business grows uh, nowadays, which is digital. Um, So yeah, it's a lot to keep up. So that's why I feel like people need to kind of be honest with themselves and see um, and find like just figure out what is that thing that they enjoy to do the most and keep doing that and just be ready to grow with that and also keep up with everything else going on. Our friends at Pepper Neils make it easy to send a heartfelt condolence gift directly to someone with a broken heart. They have this awesome direct-to-customer gift model that takes the effort off of us and ensures a thoughtful, personalized sympathy gift reaches your client or employee on our behalf. All gift packages include a handwritten card, colorful gift wrap, and shipping fees across both the U.S. and Canada. They also offer an array of milestone gifts and greeting cards that can be sent to celebrate birthdays, extend get-well wishes, and welcome new and rescued pets. Additionally, there are gift choices in case you need to send a sympathy gift in memory of a special human client or celebrate a pregnancy, engagement, or wedding of a pet lover. If you're interested, register for a free Business Gift Perks account to unlock the all-inclusive discounted package prices. Since the service is used on an as-need basis, there are no monthly or annual obligations or minimum purchases. To learn more, visit PetPerennials.com, check out their business programs, or register for a free Gift Perks account by visiting the link in the show notes or on our website. Yeah, on your website, uh, you have this. You have this sentence. It reads, "With intention as our guide, we set out to always provide you with pet care services that are transparent, dependable, and honest." And I love how you started that with "with intention as our guide." What does that mean to be intentional in in our businesses? So intentionality for me is a, a huge, a huge word. It means a lot because I feel like intentionality it's behind everything that you do. So. How are you, how intentional are you about waking up and, you know, doing those things that make you scared and, you know, and how do you choose to continue on and just move forward with it? So for me, it's like, I am intentional about my business. I just, I don't have a business just to have, just to say, I have a business. No, it's more to that. It's a lot of, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of, a lot of heartaches, a lot of headaches for sure. But there is definitely people behind it that we are passionate about this and about serving, serving our clients. I think that's like the first, the first thing that people need to um, understand. It's like, whenever you come into this industry, you need to be able to serve. You need to be able to be of service to people because 
that is what you're doing. You're providing a service and people are paying you for it. Um, you know, whether you choose to do this, do the service that you just, you said you're offering or go above and beyond, that's up to you. And not everybody does it, which is why a lot of businesses like ours go out of business within like the first two years. They're not able to, to do those things that people are like, wow, and have that wow factor. Um, so yeah, we want to be able to offer a transparent service where people know exactly what they're, what, you know, what they can expect from us, what, what we're going to do for them. So not just saying, Hey, you know, we'll be here whenever, whatever the case is. No, no, this is how things work. Very transparent and clear. I don't want to have like, I uh, tell my husband, like the little letters and like contracts, you know, when you can barely read. No, I don't want that. I want to have the letters equally as big. Oh. <laughs> so people know what we do. And then, you know, also be dependable. You can count on us. We're here for you. So we want to be able to have our clients that, and they can feel confident that we're going to do the job they were expecting us to do. And I mean, our, our industry has a big rep, right? For people that do dog walking and they're not, they don't show up for whatever reason, or they miss an appointment and that's a no-go. I mean, you, you're not perfect, but in that, in that circumstance, you kind of have to be perfect because if not, you lose trust and trust is everything here. What we do. It- it is. And, and I love how you phrase the, it's what transparency is, no little letters, right? I know I have definitely had that feeling of when I'm communicating with a client trying to, I don't really want to tell them about my, you know, cancellation policy or my not refund. Oh, cause that's the, that hurts. That's the bad stuff. And they're not going to like me and they're not going to choose me. And I, but recognizing that I, I'm a business. Like it's my obligation and duty to inform them and tell them because what happens on the back end when you don't, when you're not fully transparent, they accuse you of hiding that from you and it becomes a big, much bigger deal. Oh, that is so, so true. It's crazy. You mentioned the cancellation policy because honestly, whenever people onboard with us, that is literally the second page in my brochure when they come in all the cancel. I, I've learned so much. And if I tell if anybody listening to this and it has their business and, you know, oversharing is better than undersharing. You, if you want to write two pages worth of cancellation notices, uh, fees, uh, you know, whatever that you need people to know, write it, send it out, have it on paper, because that's going to be your saving grace. That's going to, you know, how many times I had to, re- I had to refer back to my cancellation policy and say, Hey, this is the policy. Yeah. We were very clear from the beginning. And it makes you feel like, oh, like, oh, I feel like I'm doing something bad. I do. And I felt like that before because I'm like, you know, nothing's going to happen. They're never going to cancel. And I'm just not going to show. I'm going to show up and the dog is not home. And you show up. There's no dog. And you're like, oh, but wait, I just spent this time here. You need to get compensated for that. Yeah. <laughs> you have a policy for a reason. So yeah, oversharing is better than undersharing. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. It really is. It really is just being confident in that you have those policies in there for a reason. And, and Madeline, yes. I'm sure it's even more important when you're dealing with weddings, when people are having these contracts that are two, three years out, that they're paying thousands of dollars for a lot of things. They have a lot of moving pieces. If you're not crystal clear in exactly what not just your expectations are for them, but their expectations for you, there's a lot that could fall to pieces there. That's a hundred percent. That's why communication, I feel like for me has been, there's one thing that I've tried to learn. I've always, 
first of all, I've always considered myself an awful writer, like an awful writer. And that's something I've had to perfect over the years because mm. there's something that we have to do. We write a lot. There are a lot of emails or a lot of stuff going on. You have to make sure that you're conveying that message over to people um, and just making sure that they have a clear understanding of what you do, what they can expect from you. Because there's a quote that Dave Ramsey says, me and my husband always relate to that. And we're like, to be unclear is to be unkind. Always want to be clear. Have to be crystal clear with everything that you're doing because that way you're protecting yourself and your business. You're protecting yourself from being liable for anything that was miscommunicated along that conversation. So definitely uh, communication is key. I did want to touch on um, your, your your hiring for, for for staff for your for your business. Just just here, real quick. You, I, I saw that you are only hiring full time people now in in your business. How are, how are you making that work? Because I know that's a big step where a lot of people right now are looking to hire. They feel like they need somebody, but they don't know how to structure that or or how to offer that or what they need to have in place. So a full time employee is a, is a pretty big commitment, Madeline. It is for sure. And and that's the reason why is because the clients that we have, they are long-term clients. They are people that you know rely on us as an everyday thing, as an everyday service. And we don't want to hire people that are just I hate to say it, like, you know, they're just looking for like a five-month gig and they want to get paid for like, you know. Oh, just a few hours a week. No, we want a commitment and we want some at least a year commitment because that helps our clients trust us because they know us. We've been with them for years. So we want to be able to continue to make them feel comfortable with happy barking tails and not just, you know, that's one thing I always tell people in meet and greets. It's like, don't worry, you're going to see our faces. You know, the people that are coming to see your dog, it will never be a stranger or, you know, we're going to have somebody new now and then somebody new next month. No, we want to have that person that's going to be committed to, you know, giving us at least a year and, you know, be able to serve our clients and with that consistency. So that's the reason why consistency for us has been like the key to everything that we've done. What What's scheduling look like for a full-time person in your business? Usually it will probably be from like 9am to like 4pm. And there's um, flexibility from like, I would say like even like 11 to 6. But usually I would definitely say from like 9 like or 10, 10 to 4, 9 to 4. Nice. And so are you having them scheduled back to back to back to back with visits? Or are they doing other admin work? Or what kind of what do their days consist of? So it would be just back to back visits for dog walks, pet sitting, um, there will also be like pet sitting jobs at the client's house. So let's say uh, it'll be like, Hey, can you guys work during this time? And uh, for like an overnight visit, overnight care. Um, so yeah, it will be something like that. I'm actually trying to delegate uh, and hire something for like social media because social media, as you might know, is a full-time job right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. I mean, keeping up, it's, it's kind of insane. So I I do the most I do all the admin work and um, tends to be a lot, but with the automations from the, the the software I told you before it helps out to take off a few things off my plate. Um, so yeah, try to stay organized with everything. 
a lot of work still. <laughs> it is. And, 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 you know, you mentioned that word commitment. And I think that's really important to look at that relationship of, of I, I, my, my, I am committed to my clients, right? I, I will always be there. So what does that mean for the kind of person I need to bring into my business? I need somebody who's committed, which Yes, you can find part-time people who are equally as committed, but if you want right. for something different or something that is much more consistent, that full-time position really goes a long way to speaking to what you can offer. Um, e- even though I know that that comes with a lot of different different costs and obligations now that, that you, Happy Bargain House, have to give to that individual. So what was it like trying to understand all of those n- new new costs and things that you had to do? Definitely, uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a lot of um, eye-opening things that people don't think about normally when they're hiring. It's like, oh, you know, quarterly taxes, you know, this tax, this kind of tax. Um, so there's a lot of cost that comes with it. Even, I mean, they say, statistically speaking, that hiring somebody, I think it's really expensive. And I never understood that until I hired somebody. <laughs> so <laughs> it is. It's really expensive. It's an investment for sure in the business. And I feel that, but once you have the right person uh, doing the job, it's it, it's all worth it. It's, it's amazing because you can have a peace of mind, and you can also have some free time to do other things that you weren't able to do before. Yeah, it really does give you a lot back. And yes, there there is associated costs with that, but those are those are opportunities that you that you're get taking exactly. on of going. Yes, this is costing me a little bit more to make this happen, but it's allowing me to do. XYZ. It's allowing me to go spend time with my family, allowing me to kit out a, a sprinter van. It's allowing me yeah. to go do read a book. Uh, and there's a lot more. There's a lot we have to basically understand. There ultimately is a lot more to life than the money that we bring in. There's the quality of life. And sometimes you get, reach a point where you go, how much would I be willing to pay for to get that taken care of? And and that's that's what each, to each their own is trying to figure out what that's worth. Hundred percent, definitely. It's like to everything, there's a cost, and you know, it's like you said, you know, how much are you willing to pay for this? How much are you willing to pay for free time, for spending time with your family? So everything has a a cost related, but you know, sometimes it's better to just you know have that cost taken care of, and you are able to have this quality of life, and you can actually you know have energy for different things. So whether that is going to the gym, hanging out with friends, or you know, family. And just have that time for yourself because it makes you a better entrepreneur, I think, to have that energy and it brightens up your brain and you have new ideas. So it lets you allow, it allows you to think more. <laughs> it does. Well, Madeline, I know people are, are listening to this and wedding services are, are definitely something that is a growing and growing in popularity. So what advice would you give to people to, for, for getting started or finding their market or, or maybe something that you wish you would have known when you first started out on this adventure? Yeah, for sure. So I think I think anybody that's willing to that's not afraid of hard work. This is a lot of work. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of staying organized, staying top of things. So it's like you know if you're if you're ready and willing to put in the work to if you've been thinking about this to add this to your business, definitely it's it's worth it's worth the the chance. It's worth it like to actually try it. Um, but just be ready that you need to be organized. You have, that has to be your main priority of, you know, staying organized on top of everything because you're now dealing with something that's like a one-time shot mm-hmm. and you need to be able to deliver. So I feel like anybody that's, that's anybody try to do it you just have to be organized and you have to be able and ready to put in the work because it does take a lot of work and energy. So 
yeah, I feel like anybody could try to do this and be successful at it. Just be have a clear end goal of what you're doing and being ready to serve people and make sure that they have the best day ever with their dog there. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that, Madeline, very much. And I appreciate you taking time out of your day to come and, and talk with yeah. us about this, to encourage us uh, in getting started in the, the wedding events and, and how to make sure that we are organized and we stay connected and we're cl- crystal clear in our expectations. Yeah. There's a lot here that we, we didn't get to touch on. And um, I know you're, you have lots of things to share. So how can people follow along with, uh, with, your, with your company uh, and get connected with you and, and start seeing some really cool photos of a Sprinter van and dogs? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, our Instagram for our wedding service, our wedding service is called Royal Dog of Honor. Um, and if you're interested in following our van adventures, it's called so- Sourcing Freedom. So you can find us there and see our building van process. Uh, but yeah, you can you can find us there and you'll see who we're all about. Mel, it's been such a pleasure and honor to get connected with you again and catch up with everything. It's super exciting. Uh, and uh, I wish you all the best of luck in that. And so thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. When you come into this industry, you need to be able to serve. Madeline's focus on serving her clients and serving them well is what drives how she crafts her services. It's how she crafts the offerings that she provides to them so that she can then design a business that fits the model and the life that her and her husband want to lead. By focusing on the people, we focus on our clients, we focus on their problems, we put them first. Now, the fine line here is that this doesn't mean that we let them run our business. But we take the time, we take the effort to design, craft, and implement a service or a suite of services that exactly meets the needs of our desired clients. We have to get to know the kind of client that we want to serve. We have to understand their purchasing, their buying habits, why they need us, what problems, what pain points they have. With a servant attitude and a servant heart, we find the people that we can connect with and that connect with our business. That process builds trust, it builds loyalty, it builds commitment to us because they know we are going to serve them well. How do you serve your clients well? What does it look like to serve them in what you do? We'd love to know more about that for how you work that out in your business. We want to thank today's sponsors, Time to Pet and Pet Perennials. Make sure and check out those links in the show notes and go see if they can assist you and help your business today. We really want to thank you and all that you contribute, sharing, and being part of this growing community. It means so much, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll be back again soon. (laughs) 